1: What happens when you put two culture critics from national television, one Latino and one black in front of a microphone, you get the Brown and Black podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Jack Rico and I'm Mike Sargent. And in a time where voices of color are mostly absent from the media, Brown and Black intends to speak candidly about the controversial issues that affect us. We also have some great guests on the show I mean we've had John Leguizamo George Lopez Spike Lee Harvey Mason Jr But not only that Mike We're really all about breaking down Race and pop culture So that our creators of color Can be on the screen Brown and Black is about the intersection Between race and pop culture We're just waiting for you to listen listen to brown and black on apple podcasts spotify pandora or wherever
0: you get your podcasts
1: hey everyone this is dj and this is ish and this is season five of pero let me tell you get there well on that note everybody welcome to episode 224 of pero let me tell you we made it through another week how is everyone we hope you're good so today this is dj here um Ish is not here. Ish is enjoying uh, New York Supercon or Comic-Con without me. Mind you, it was a podcast event, but here I am. But because Ish is not here, I we have somebody who's like really cool and um, really special to the podcast, Neri Sands, who is one of the best comedians around especially down here and he's part of the geek bro network and you're a host of what like 20 different podcasts about 22 right you Uh, know (laughs) you know what i was thinking like you know so we've been in a in a ish and i have been together in several uh geek more mount uh geek more episodes right we've been individually uh, I've been on Shiver, David's bit co-hosted our podcast. Van- even Vanessa uh, has been on our podcast. My wife. Uh, yeah. Um Stephanie has co-hosted with us, but you have actually never co-hosted with, the, with no, us.
2: No, 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 I've never
1: been asked. Never well. Been asked. Well. <laughs> well, that's not the way I intended that to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, no, no. So, welcome. Thank welcome. you well, thank you. Oh, yeah. So, I'm here recording at your studio. Right. And, you know, you being a proud Nika, where's the fried cheese? Well,
2: I am on this health kick. For the yeah, last, you look awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but for the last year and a half, mm-hmm. I've been staying away from all types of fun food. Uh, so <laughs> Describe no, fun. <laughs> uh, well, will you find that? Yeah, queso Frito or uh, delicious food is yeah. just, I've been, you know, very... Because
1: uh, I think you you said you were like not having any, like, refined sugars or something so like that? So
2: for 13 months, the first 13 months, I didn't have any refined sugar or any refined carbs. At all. I didn't actually have any sugar at all, period. Yeah. Uh, the only sugar that I would allow myself is like, a couple packets of uh, Splenda in my coffee, in my black coffee. Then that would be the equivalent of my... Anything else, I wouldn't even have fruits. I wouldn't have any natural sugars, no sugar at all uh, for 13 months. Now, I'm, I've am i eased up a little bit in that in the sense of like I had a banana today and I, I didn't. You know what I mean? Right. So, But other than that, I'm still off of the sugar and mostly off of the carbs in general. But yeah. Uh, wow. So I could still have – technically, I've had queso frito in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that you know what i mean because that was just that's just all fat so i am mm-hmm. like all right that's yeah. that's fine yeah. but i'm trying to relax i'm trying to hold off on that so you know it. it's funny i'm glad we started with
1: queso frito because you would you wouldn't enjoy this which used to be my playstation network name by the way queso frito well, of course
2: yeah yeah and then i got hijacked and I don't know what happened. You know there. what? I, I
1: feel that with the queso frito, with, like, Nikas and queso frito, I, I feel it's not played out. Like, you know, every Cuban is like croqueta, croqueta right, king, right, right. croqueta right. queen, croqueta 305. Right. But I feel que- queso frito is not played out yet.
2: Well, you know, it's funny to me because I was just having this conversation with Mario Romeo, a mm-hmm. uh, good friend of mine. Funny, super funny comic. Oh, Mario's awesome. He, like, he was under the understanding that when I used the word fritanga, he thought fritanga meant queso frito.
1: I'm so happy you said that because I actually wanted to bring up fritanga. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I was ex- explaining to a friend of mine, a white friend of mine, who like I was talking to him about like food culture in Miami. And I'm like, oh, and then there's fritanga. Right. And then. Of course, first of yeah. all the name yeah. like the name and i'm like oh it's fritanga and like i had <laughs> i was like how do i explain fritanga brother right?
2: i've had ex- i've had problems explaining fritanga because to me that's just food yeah and exactly. then and then people are like what do you mean and i'm like it's the name that we it's basically the way i've throughout explaining it as much as i have so how would you explain it to I the, exp- the general populace i would explain <laughs> it by saying it's uh it's um Street food, uh, typical Nicaraguan street food. Mm -hmm. That's the way I would explain it. But it's in a brick and mortar.
1: Right. But it consists of like. It It consists of like
2: of carne asada. We don't have bistec. We have carne asada. We have, which is charbroiled beef, but it's prepared in a different format than, for example, other cultures such as Cuban people do it in very thin Mm slice. We don't do thin slice. We don't do anything thin. There's nothing thin about Nicaragua. We're all (laughs) fat. We're the food's fat. (laughs) The slices are cut, are cut fat. Um, so and it's um, and then it's like all of our home cooking. It's everything that's like the home cooking, the street food. We put that in the brick and mortar. So when it's funny because I was having this conversation with Carlos. I don't know if you've, if you've ever had Carlos on the show. Carlos, uh, the comedian in Miami that he just actually got Miami, the uh, best comedian in Miami mm-hmm. last year. He and Mario were into this conversation like, yeah, I don't like Fritanga. And I, I couldn't understand those words because that to me is like saying you don't like Chinese food. I'm like you right. don't like any Chinese food. Like there's nothing you like right. about it. And he was like, nah, I'm not a big cheese guy. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking? About? Like so, but there's other stuff. And he's like, what are you? What? No, that's the that's what fritanga is. It's the queso frito. Is that is that is that that he, cheese? He stuff. thought
1: it was just like a name for a queso frito. Correct.
2: And I was like, no, 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 no. And I gave him the equivalent of the Chinese food. I'm like, right. that's like saying I don't like Chinese food because I don't like egg rolls. Right. Like it, that. Imagine or saying Chinese that Chinese food is only fried rice. Right. like, so imagine. Imagine saying that, and he's like, "Oh, and like, what is?" So I had to explain it to them then. But you it's need basically, to take them to a fritanga. yeah, that's what. I, and then so I, I was like, "This is what this is." And so I, you know, kind of explained. It's all different. It's a, a lot. It's a huge variety of food. What the most popular plate would be, what most people who are not from Nicaragua would understand fritanga to be, is a plate of fried rice and beans. Uh, I say fried because. Most people don't understand that gallo pinto is fried, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's rice and beans with not black beans like Cuban people uh, or it's with uh, red beans. Right. So it's red, red, red beans and and uh, and rice. And then we cook that together and then we fry it because why not? Uh <laughs> of course because why what how do we make ourselves fatter? And oh that's saga. right, we fry it. Uh and then charbroiled beef like I talked about so. and then either the the sweet plantains, the fried sweet plantains or the uh plantain chips.
1: My favorite thing which is it's like totally Nika is the jalapeño sauce. Right. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is like of the gods. Yeah. It's it's so funny because the um, white sauce. I have a, a very, very good friend that she she's Nika as well. And uh um, and to the
2: general people, when when you say Nika, that's the term that people who are from Nicaragua in the set use to speak to each other. So mm-hmm. when you say oh, you're Mexican or you're, some, or you're Cuban, we say Nica because the word Nicaraguan is too long. <laughs> and if you're saying this to somebody who's not Hispanic... Oh, forget it. You gotta clarify the CA. You gotta hit that CA real hard, man. You gotta say Nika. Yes. Because if you get if you don't you know want you don't want people thinking that you said something completely right. different. Like no, right. that's not the N word I was. That,
1: using, that conversation man. is gonna go south yeah. very quickly. Yeah, you gotta hit so that C A. It's real funny because I was telling her the other day, because I freaking love like Los Rancho and Novillo. Oh, and my and uncle
2: used to work at Novillo when I was a kid. He yeah. used to be a waiter, one of the head waiters there. And we will go there all the time. My dad would go there and hang out with his brother. Yeah. And we would just like be there and they would just keep feeding us food and just keep like just keep the food. Just well well coming. what I
1: would I what I was telling her was that I was like, shit, I, I need to find a way of making this a meme because when you go to these restaurants, like I'm not a big bean person, but right. gallo pinto. that yeah, shit, yeah. like give me it by the pound. Yeah. And I always say in these restaurants, when they bring you the the platter with the rice and they start yeah, serving just, it to yeah, you. Yeah. I'm like that awkward moment when you look at the waiter and you're like, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm, 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 you know, like when they yeah. start slowing down. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, you
2: and you look up and you're like, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. I haven't fallen asleep. You keep going. Yeah, don't, don't stop. And like,
1: that awkward moment when the waiter starts slowing down. Everybody who's been to these restaurants yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that you're like, uh, yeah, no, don't. You're not stopping anytime soon, sir.
2: My mom used to say all the time, even like even at, at the fritanga, they give you like styrofoam plates, but they're deep start from dishes. Yeah. And my mom used to say, she used to mock these ladies that will give you the gallo pinto that will mm-hmm. serve you the rice and beans. And my mom would say, like, this lady's falling asleep as she's giving you, like, that. That's how much rice she's giving you. She's falling asleep (laughs) as she's like, yes, she's that durmiendo. And I was like, all right, yeah, but yeah, that's again, that's 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 a lot of our food. And I think
1: another beauty of fritanga is that I mean, I know prices have gone up and everything that you could get, you know, like twenty pounds of food for like nothing almost. But
2: but here's the thing: it's not; it's no longer that anymore. Like I, and again, because, and I hate to be that oh, in my day. But I remember getting a serving of food for three twenty five. Yeah. And I remember when I went to three fifty, I remember when I went to four twenty five, and I remember when I went to five seventy five. And now it's like a thirteen dollars.
1: Yeah, but it's still, I mean, yes, it's a lot from where yeah. it started, but it's super cheap.
2: It's super, well, again, 30, and again, you're you're saying $13 for, like, that's like a casual dining restaurant where no. this wasn't a casual dining it, restaurant. It
1: okay, oye mira, for example, Subway. Have you gone Subway recently? No. Dude, Subway. Well, there you go. The diet. Uh, yeah. Like, my, my kid
2: in Subway. Have you been to Carbs lately? No, I have not been to Carbs. <laughs>
1: I'm not big into Carbs. Uh, my kid loves Subway.
2: Subway's fantastic. And those, those cookies are unbeatable.
1: I'll tell you something about Subway now. E-te, my kid, he likes a six-inch ham and cheese sub with nothing on it. Mm-hmm. Like no mayo, no mustard, just cheese. It's like bread, ham, cheese, and nothing. Right. And dude, that six-inch is like $6. I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened to the $5
2: footlongs? Yeah, it no <laughs> longer exists, huh? The $5 <laughs> footlong doesn't come up you, anymore. You know the thing about Subway? And,
1: you know, every time we say stuff like this on the show, it smells like we're losing the sponsorship. But, you know, we weren't going to get the sponsorship from Subway anymore. Yeah. I think Subway...
2: You get it from Subway.
1: So, sort of sucks, but sometimes I crave Subway. Yeah, like it has to be
2: Subway. It's it, it's comfort food, man. Yeah. Sometimes you're like comfort food is not great food, but you're like it's it's just like a it's just like a, a cheesy movie, right? Yeah. Like sometimes we all we all have that word. I don't have I I don't I refuse to call them guilty pleasures because I don't feel guilty yeah. for liking what I like. But there are movies that I I can acknowledge this is not a good movie, but man, I love this movie. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. Like whatever movie is, like oh, this is such a bad movie insert any jean-claude van damme movie here <laughs> i love every jean-claude van damme movie but i can acknowledge this is not you a know it's
1: it's funny you say that because i remember whatever episode i was on in of mount uh geekmore with you guys this was a while ago was, i think it was pre-covid um that's how we say it now is it yeah, pre-covid, pre-COVID. Yeah, that was it, like it, it's BC. A, yeah correct <laughs> before yeah before covid that used to went on and on about i forget which jean-claude van damme movie and i was thinking to myself like dude this guy's like yeah. Talking about this movie, like if it was like an Oscar word Correct.
2: (laughs) Correct. I talk about that in that movies like you talk about uh 007 movies. Yeah. That's how we are. We're like, I'm and I acknowledge, like, I've even gotten to the point on Geekmore, and again, we took for the listeners, it's called Mount Geekmore, and we took a break this year, because Mike's scheduling has been nuts. We're gonna start again soon, I promise. Um, but I've gotten to the point, it got to the point on Geekmore that I would literally catch myself and check myself and say Look, you guys know how much I love this movie. Mm-hmm. You guys know how much I love Van Dam. Just go back and listen to it. Like, I'm I'm not gonna bore you again with the same shit. Like, it's just it's it's gone on and on and on. Where I even myself, I'm like, I, I could do this because I'll talk about The Rock, I'll talk about Van Dam for days. But mm-hmm. you've heard this, right? Like, yeah. the, to the listener, you've heard this. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love those movies, man. I I love those. I love yeah, them.
1: you know, it, it it's funny you say that. It, you're you know, it's a guilty pleasure, but it's like you like it. So so what? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I feel that way too. It's like a lot of these movies. They may not be great movies in terms of you know a they're cri- critical. Food, but they're comfort. Yeah, but it's like if masses of people enjoy it for what it is, yeah. then what the hell?
2: Well, this is where this is my argument, and people people, whenever this comes up, people go well nickelback right people (laughs) people love shitting on nickelback and i'm like they're a multi-platinum selling band yeah i can't be the. i didn't i only bought one cd there's no (laughs) way i bought a million copies of this album so somewhere along someone's lying someone is lying like there's no way the amount of memes and the amount of internet jokes that are made at nickelback's uh, that's
1: kind of like Back in the day You know Remember when the Spice Girls Were really in Yes That the Spice Girls Were like the world's Highest selling band Yeah And everybody's like I hate the Spice Girls And I'm like This is like freaking Like crack Like yeah, uh, Nobody Everybody's doing it But nobody says they do it well, Like, it's, like I think, who's buying the well, record
2: See but here's the thing With the Spice Girls Every girl Would outwardly say I love Spice Girls Right And then at that age I remember I was super young um, The boys would be like Spice Girls That's for girls mm-hmm. Blah 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 Right we're all dumb and but at least girls would acknowledge i've i've never met somebody else who goes oh man i love nickelback i, I yeah. bought about two of their albums like nobody but but they sell millions like <laughs> yeah. so it's the, they sold out stadiums yeah, somebody's bought somebody's lying bro yeah. somebody what, all these internet you know, jokes you know what i think with
1: the thing about nickelback is like what's his name the lead singer
2: i don't even know he, he's he, you know
1: maybe he, he's not the coolest looking guy <laughs> none of them are
2: none of them are like I, I, have you seen the people who are in the band train Think none of them look cool but you know
1: what you know what seriously like that's real like the definition of white people music like yes. them creed you remember creed oh my
2: of course yeah <laughs> yeah creed, like i like here's the thing it's that 90s be- rock yeah. you know style of, of rock where it's um uh a friend of mine once said it's like the intro- it's like a the introduction to rock like these are like the bands that you listen to and i feel like that person i feel like that stoner who's like you know the gateway Mm -hmm. drug is is pot so you smoke weed and then i never moved on to anything harder just like that's how i feel like i got into the gateway of like heart of rock music but i never left i just stayed there (laughs) oh no i'm like i just stayed there (laughs) you're like like a purgatory yeah i'm just like i'm people are like do you like acdc no But I love train. Like I, lo- <laughs> I lo- yeah. I-, I don't know. Like man. train
1: to me, it's like middle aged Karen in like Wisconsin jamming to her car. And
2: you are absolutely correct. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I still love that music. I do. I was like, this song is amazing. <laughs> Savage Garden, hit me up, man. Oh I'm gosh. in.
1: So that, I, what was it? The Chicky Cherry Cola? The oh, yeah, uh, I want to. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget now that you're saying Savage Garden. And listeners, you probably remember this. You remember the video to that song? That song was like a, a huge hit. Huge. Huge hit. Massive. I remember that years ago, it was like in the early 2000s. So it wasn't so many years after that song had come out. They did like a ranking on MTV of like the worst video ever. And whatever it was, they were never going to air it on MTV. Right. And that video was like the worst really
2: i want you by Stavage yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i don't doubt it. i don't even remember the video so but it was bad. Uh, but it, i mean it can't it, it, it could was, it was bad. but listen to the song it couldn't be a good video like it'd be, <laughs> like it's just it's there are there i mean there's a few songs where had there were bad but the video was good uh yeah. but not many like no. it usually it's, it's no. it goes it goes hand no, in cause, hand
1: you know you need the you need the record company support and uh you Know and you need the money, yeah. <laughs> the and then who
2: money. else was the other people? Um, step back, hey, you uh, step back from the ledge, my friend. I'm I'm on um, off, I have no pitch, but um, you get what I'm saying. Uh,
1: yes, uh, babe,
2: who was that? Uh, um,
1: uh, you know, who I didn't like either from that time was Matchbox 20.
2: Matchbox 20 was, yeah, you? oh my god, I like Matchbox 20. Too. <laughs> oh, like uh, it's so-
1: No, uh, uh, The one you're talking about is uh, the people that's saying, um,
2: Third, third eye, blind, eye Blind Third Eye Blind a
1: Semi Semi Charm Kind of Semitram Life Semi
2: Charm Kind of Life Yeah Okay that song's good But again All of these are Like <laughs> even if you say Like this song sucked They're like yeah But I fucking loved it <laughs> Like I just Like I'm not I'm not gonna die on any hill you Like I'm the- not gonna fight anybody For, for, for Matchbox 20 yeah. But I will say I enjoyed the shit out of that music For so, 10 plus years I
1: actually like what you said That it was kind of like Your gateway To like rock music Yeah But you kind of got stuck I just got Nickelback. stuck there
2: It's like It's like that guy Who only does pot He's like you never did Nope, nope. Just stayed nope. a pot, man. Like, that's all I did. I just stayed in the gateway. Nope. I just nope. stayed there. I'm like, that's it. I'm good with
1: this. I'm happy with this. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. So, yeah, the, I think the lesson from all of this is that, you know, Fritanga needs to open up
2: in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, my God. Fritanga, Fritanga doesn't even exist on the West Coast, and there's a huge Nicaraguan population on the West Coast. Yeah. I'm talking about massive San Francisco, San Diego. Like, there's a massive. Amount of uh, of Nicaraguan uh, population there, so much so that they're following me on Instagram, and I get so many people. When are you gonna come to San Francisco? When are you come to San Diego? When are you come to the West Coast? And I've had conversations with them, and like when I will post something about fritanga, and they'll be like, "Man, I miss Miami because of that." I'm like, "Wait, you guys don't have fritanga?" they like, "Nah, we have Nika food, but it's not the same. They don't have a, a dedicated thing." And San Francisco, if anybody's ever been to San Francisco, per capita, they have more restaurants per capita than any other city in the United States yeah so it's like every other like when you go to san francisco like every other door is a, is a restaurant. a restaurant like restaurant and then different kinds of restaurants or whatever but it's like restaurant 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 right. but they don't have like a, they don't have a fritanga and yeah. then they don't have a proper fr- you know whatever you know and I, Dude,
1: now that now that you're saying san francisco um i just thought about like when everybody goes to california the first thing they do is go to in n out burgers
2: correct it's the most overrated it, I, did I'm, you find them overrated i
1: I remember the very first time I had In-N-Out burgers, because I remember it's it's like a thing. It's like, right. okay, you got off the plane. I made
2: a U-turn. <laughs>
1: Go to In-N-Out burgers. I had
2: a driver before Uber. I went there. The first time I went to LA, Michael Yo had just met me, right? Oh, nice. My, Michael Yo had just started doing stand-up. I opened for him. I, I actually introduced him to his on the very first time he ever stepped on to do comedy mm-hmm. here in Fort Lauderdale. And I introduced him. We, we became friendly, like, hi, bye, but... He had a he was really really cool the manager of the improv, and then he was putting together a showcase six months later, mm-hmm. at in L.A. and he said I want to get somebody from Miami. Who would you recommend? And the improv uh, manager, super nice, was like absolutely Nery, hands down. You got to bring that guy. Nice. Michael was super nice. Flew me out there, paid for my flight, right? Paid for my. And then he told me you'll stay with me, so you don't have to pay for a hotel or anything. Yeah. I get to the hotel first only one of two times that I have somebody waiting for me at the airport with my name on a sign. <laughs> you know, you right? made it, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is pre-Uber, so this was a big right. deal because this wasn't like nowadays where you're like, oh, I'll just go pick them up. Yeah. And so I remember that guy was there and I'm like going to uh, Michael Yo's house at the time and I'm like, hey, where's the in and out Burger? He's like, oh man, we just missed it like five miles back. And I'm like, is there another one on the way there? And he goes, no. I go, Can 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 we we go? go. I literally did a U turn. My name was on a sign. Yeah, (laughs) I literally did a U turn. He's like, "All right," and like it was like a detour where you had to go all the way back and whatever. And it was so not worth it. I was like, "This is." I've I've been
1: I mean I've I've been to California a bunch of times and every time I go to In n Out um and I always like want to give it another chance and it's not that it's bad like I'm not saying it's bad it's fine it's It's fine fine. it's fine that's the word it's fine yeah but people talk about it like it's like the best burger you'll ever have I think it's I think
2: it's as good as five guys
1: oh I think five guys is better
2: I and I was gonna say if you want to say five guys is better fine more flavorful it's fine. but to me I'm not gonna die on that hill I'm like okay I'm not gonna have but I will die in the hill if it's five, uh, of his five of in and out is not better than five guys it's maybe it's not well no maybe as good but so, not so better
1: the, what what the the east Coast west Coast rivalry is between in n out and shake shack and to me shake shack is pretty it's up there
2: I, I think Five Guys is better than Shake Shack. My opinion. Okay, what
1: I love from Shake Shack are the fries and the cheese. Like, okay,
2: oh. I can see that. And here's an so. And, and I will. Well, and the I, I will be honest. I didn't. I didn't know about this when I had five. When I had In and Out, I had In and Out twice that week, and I didn't know about this. I didn't know about Animal Style. So I did not know that because it wasn't on the menu. I didn't know. Yeah, it's a secret menu. I didn't know about off-menu items. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's right? a thing with them. Which I was disappointed in myself because I was super fat then. And I was like, how am I a fat guy? And I don't know about <laughs> off-menu shit. Um, so I I wish I would have known. So I, I could. I don't have – I feel like I'm grading five guy. I'm grading in and out. Incompletely because I I don't I haven't had the full
1: I've had off menu stuff and again it's good but like as you said I wouldn't die on that hill on yeah. it. I, I you know what I prefer in terms of uh, chains out there I prefer Jack in the Box
2: Jack in the Box the is sourdough great. Jack oh Jack in the Box is great their their breakfast menu is amazing yeah. too and I also prefer my favorite fast food uh, burger is Water
1: in Texas? Texas. You know, I've never had water It's so
2: good, man. It's so good. It, it's it's like a flame broiled, so it's kind of like a Whopper type of mm-hmm. deal, but they're spicy mayo. Ooh. Ooh,
0: and nice. I'm not even a
2: spicy guy. Yeah. I don't like spicy food, but their spicy mayo is good. Bro. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, and good. here we are talking about all this junk food that, you know, you I, are. I, but I, again, here's a problem that I have now. So, one, first, my wife was like, you can't talk about that. You're not fat anymore. First of all, I'm still fat. I'm just not as fat <laughs> as I was. I'm still fat. I'm, just, I'm still plenty fat. I'm just not the, oh my. My God, he's going to die any minute now fat mm-hmm. that I was uh, one. And two, I was fat for 39 plus years. <laughs> like, I think that fact that I just turned 41 has been a year and a half. I think yeah. that I could still. So it feels weird talking about like I have this conversation with other friends of mine. Who are really big and they're like, "Oh fuck, what do you know about burgers?" I'm like, "Oh well, you think my 39 year resume doesn't speak for it? Like, I, I'm somehow not not okay to speak about this anymore." Yeah, but no, that's no, great. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, well, you know, congratulations. I mean, you you look you look great. Thank you. Know? you. Congratulations. Thank you. It's funny that now that we're talking about food, when I um lived in the Midwest, and this is like a very South Florida thing, so you know, our listeners that are from South Florida um would appreciate this. When I lived up in the Midwest, you know what I missed the most? chicken kitchen
2: chicken kitchen
1: i freaking craved chicken kitchen i'm like can somebody please legit. send me that that honey like a mustard curry like yeah. Please, oh yeah yeah please yeah, and yeah. you know what i've gotten better about the mustard curry because i used to have a soup mm. <laughs> like my ratio and sauce was
2: off so you know what i used to do is i used to get that curry sauce and i used to get the beans Mm-hmm. And just get a order of beans, or even go to Puerto Rico and get the beans, mm-hmm. and add the curry, and sauce then in. add the curry sauce, and uh-huh. that's it. That was my meal, and add like two curry sauces, two and curry oh, sauces. Who nice. am I lying? Three curry sauces, yeah. and then the bean, and that was my meal. It was yeah. just, and it was like, so, you know. With that said, you know that I've been very. Uh, what's that word? What's that word you use today, babe? Regular. Very regular, <laughs> very, very, very regular. regular. Yeah. your
1: fiber intake yeah. was on point. Three
2: curry with a with a <laughs> boatload of beans. Yeah, I've been very regular. That, that, that's that, I might as well have eaten that on sitting on the toilet because yeah. that was coming right yeah. back out. Man. That was it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's got yeah, that curry sauce. I talk about this all the time. I, my friend and I used to talk about this all the time. We used to talk about the genius of chicken kitchen mm-hmm. and chicken grill, by the way. Do you know there used to be a thing? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, chicken the, grill. The, the, uh, Are chicken
1: grills still around? Uh, yes. I used a, to go to the one in front of FIU all the time. There's
2: a, there's a few chicken grills, yeah. Um, so my 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 friend and I used to talk about the genius of this because it's literally the cheapest meal to make. If you're a restaurant owner mm-hmm. and you want to get a model for your mm-hmm. restaurant and as far as how much money you're going to Say mm-hmm. make and How much money you gonna spend? Mm-hmm. You're literally eating. You're literally cooking chicken and rice. Those are the cheapest yeah. ingredients on the planet. Yeah. Like you're not like in this yeah. you, in America for you to get food that's cheaper than rice and food that's cheaper than chicken. Like there's there's no protein and, that's cheaper in, than chicken. And
1: in the curry sauce. The main ingredient is mayo.
2: Yeah, the main ingredient is mayo, and then you add uh, sadness and depression, <laughs> and then you just make delicious sauce. That's <laughs> amazing.
1: I remember they don't have it anymore. Remember in Chicken Kitchen when they had the pump. That you could pump. Oh, the they don't have sal- it anymore. No, so I get it. So it. now it's it's co- after COVID, and now that you know things are more expensive, they don't do it. Oh, I just used to be like you know, remember yes. that awkward moment yeah. with uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 this would be the awkward moment. I'm like, shit, I put so much curry sauce on this. Yeah, it's a soup at this point. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, but um,
2: yeah, no, nobody's judging stuff. you for that.
1: Good for no, you. Good, good for good. You you know, it's like
2: you I know. would take the whole tub and be like, you guys are out. You guys are out. <laughs> <laughs> For the backup bitches.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So you know we talk about some current events here, and um, I kind of wanted to bring up something that happened this week. So um, this uh, this week, or for the past two weeks, it's been uh, Paris Fashion Week. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who doesn't follow no, Paris Fashion on, on, Week? Man, are you I kidding mean, me? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: of anybody course. who's taking one look at me knows that knows you follow that I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, Paris
1: Fashion Week. Um, but anyway, uh, Kanye West or Ye, right? presented his I guess collection for 2023 of um of his his line and he came out like a lot of the collection has the logo and he came out with Candace Owens with a logo that says white lives matter of course you saw this yes, you saw yes, the image yes, so yeah, yeah.
2: so what do we think about him like do we think that he's
1: what, what do you think about this
2: well first of all it's not, this is not even a a thought this is a been talked about he is on medic he or he should be on medication, right? Was it schizophrenia, or whatever it was? Was yeah, it yeah? There, uh, there's something going dep- on. Yeah, there was bipolar. That was the, mm-hmm. that was the, the the that that Kim said that he's mm-hmm. bipolar and that he's on medication. Mm-hmm. And then he later on, God knows how long later, said that he's off the medication. Doesn't like the way it makes him feel, mm-hmm. whatever. So there's actual mental things there. So I don't want to. So what I'm about to say, I don't want to say in light of his mental. In, no, uh,
1: I I totally agree. I think I think there's the, the there is a there's a screw there's loose a, man. There is a, a, a sick mind there. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean sick mind as a pervert. I mean sick mind is like he is. He yeah, does he, have some sort of mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, well, I, again, Kim, his ex-wife said so. Like this isn't even hearsay. This is what yeah. he. That's what she said. Uh, I will say. With that said, I'm just like it's all. He is. One brilliant with music, and two, the uh, the amount of propaganda mm-hmm. that he's just uh, this is all just to sell, to make noise, to make buzz. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing he did fifteen years ago when he did Fifty Cent, when him and Fifty Cent released albums on the same day, mm-hmm. and they oh, and whoever sells the mo- whoever sells the mo- uh, whoever sells uh, the least albums in the f- opening week retires from music. Like that was bullshit. Like, but yeah. everybody bought into it or whatever. It was just fun. But it, that's, it's just escalated since then. The fucking Trump, you know, fucking the Trump hat that he wears and all yeah. this shit there. And the, the babbling that he did at the White House where he babbled so much that the fucking president at the time who was known for babbling was like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. fucking guy babbles
1: a lot. Uh, so he then th- said slavery yeah. was a choice. He said
2: slavery <laughs> was a choice. He, he talked about uh, Rosa Parks being, you know, like all of this shit is just to get attention. It's all just to get attention. It's he He's the, the prime example of he follows the rule of thumb of uh, no publicity is bad, bad publicity. publicity. And that's what he's doing now. Like, white lives, that hasn't even been a thing. Like, right. Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, that whole thing has the the franticness and the popularity of that, the mm-hmm. trendingness of that hasn't been trending for over a year. Mm-hmm. So for him to pull that out now, it's like you're just wanting something to for people to talk to you about. And it's working.
1: Yeah, here we are talking about
2: it. In in Miami, in we have no idea about Paris fucking, and then we're here talking about it. So let's be real. It's working. But I don't, do I believe he believes that shit? Maybe, but he's fucking, you know. I I, I have
1: like, I'm there with you in, in everything that you said, but I have like, two sides of it because on the one hand i want to be super critical of it and being like dude you know i understand being controversial but i think that you should have like a moral compass of like yeah okay this is way too much yeah like there's a a line you shouldn't cross like you could say shit and do shit and you know be provocative and be controversial but there's just certain things that you don't do but then on the other hand i i try to like give him some grace because it's a cabeza
2: no Yeah, there's something going on, something going on there there's Yeah, I believe about. that he it, I'm just tired of his bullshit Type of thing, and I'm just like, oh, he's just full of shit You're just, I see through you now it's, and, 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 it's, it's kind of like if you Grew up watching wrestling Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm a huge fan of wrestling And then you get to a certain age where you go Oh, you're full of shit This ain't real, like, you know what I mean, you, there's an age yeah. Nowadays it's different like, If you're in the age now You grew up knowing that it's fake or okay. knowing that it's scripted we grew up in the 80s and we thought that was life bro we thought that was so real for us
1: i the hulk hogan years yeah i thought was real correct but then the second with like the rock what the and rock the late, yeah the attitude arrow the, the late attitude 90s, yeah yeah that uh, you already knew yeah, you already knew. yeah but i but we
2: were already how do you know uh
1: dj i'm a little older than you okay so <laughs> i'm
2: i just turned 41 a couple weeks ago and the Attitude Era was when I was 17, 18, 19 years best. old. That was the best era, the right? Best. 17, 18, 19. At 17, 18, 19 years old, you already knew. Yeah. But the children then didn't know yet. The children, if you're 8, 9 years old during the Attitude Era, you yeah, didn't know you didn't it was know. fake. You thought Stephanie McMahon. Right, was no. you and thought Triple H really? Correct. Yeah. If you were eight, but if you're 8, 9 years old right now, you know yeah. it's scripted. You know, you know it's what's scripted. funny?
1: Saying this, did you watch Friends? Of course, yeah. So... I'm a bigger I, fan
2: of Friends than my wife is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because, so I saw Friends when Friends started, you know, I was like, I think a middle school or high school, just started sure high are. school. Um, And I remember, you know, Friends was one of these shows that the moment it started, it was popular, right? It only got, it got more, more, popular, more popular, but right. it started off with a bang. Correct, it was yeah. very popular. And, and I saw it then. And then like in reruns, I realized that I'm like, shit, like, why didn't I watch like season, I don't know three four and five of friends like i hadn't put two and two together and i'm like oh because friends was on thursdays and thursdays was smackdown
2: smackdown yeah right right. and you're (laughs) like yeah
1: i'm not and that was like seasons three four and five of friends were like 98, 99, 2000, like right, that right, right. era, that time. That that's when, you know, it right. was like the best. And I'm like, oh, this is why I didn't watch Friends these three seasons. That's why I whatever. didn't
2: watch the last three seasons of Dawson's Creek. Because <laughs> I was like, um, um, it's I'm are here, bro. Because my you kid is like Into the Rock,
1: the actor, right? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> he's all course, about Dwayne of Johnson. Course, of course. And then he tells me like... Good taste. He's Good like... Taste. You've met the Rock, and I'm like, well, I haven't met him in person, but I I had ringside seats twice right. and had a, a poster that said Jabroni. Right. So I guess you could say yeah, I've been yeah, in yeah. close enough to the Rock.
2: I mean, I was I went to <laughs> I saw him in WrestleMania. I was there in WrestleMania in Miami when he wrestled John Cena. I mean, is that of a course, thing? I mean, of whatever. course, of um, course. No, you know it's funny because uh, most people that I know down here in Miami have met the Rock. Yeah, I feel everybody's
1: me. bumped into the Rock somewhere, but like I I'm, haven't. Like at a Walgreens, I'm like
2: the hugest fucking fan of the Rock, and have been since. 97, 98, 99, and I'm one of the people, and everybody else I know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of, he was a wrestler, right? I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. mm. mm.
1: And a football player. Yeah, uh, I'm like, all right, whatever. But,
2: uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I think, so, the whole thing with Kanye is, like, I see your facade now. Like, you're no, it's no longer, I can't even, like, when they were doing, when him and 50 were doing the... Let's see who sells more records and, and the loser quits music. I was like, even though I kind of knew in the back of my head this is bullshit, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I still took it for entertainment. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I just see this is a yeah, marketing ploy. That's, you're full of shit But now. that, what
1: you're talking about, that's like, okay, that's the, the – Kind of fun bullshit, right? Right? right Nobody's right. getting hurt here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly, exactly. And so now, when he does this, because I feel like since then he just had to every time it's just had to up his ante. I mean, he he's he, just he's as, some yeah.
1: really awful things, and and the fact that he did it with Candace Owens, I think, adds insult to uh, injury. So um, but and you know, and it's it's so disappointing because. I mean, I hate to like give it to him because he he is full of shit. But like, the guy is a genius. Yeah, you of
2: know? course, he really is. Musically, a- he's a genius. He is. I don't. You. I will never accept the fact that he knows shit about fashion. His clothes to me look gross and again this is coming from a guy who's a t-shirt and jeans guy i'm very boring i do not claim to be a fashionista of any kind Mm -hmm. i don't care i mean i do subscribe to vogue so take that as you i mean whatever uh but i will not claim to be a fashionista but his clothes to me look like raggedy ass but you
1: know what but his clothes it's not my aesthetic either but his clothes have had an influence like a trickle down effect right in in other lines and and in just general clothing sure sure so even though i agree i don't like it yeah it's not not my bag it, it it, but it's, I will say his been music, his
2: music is fire. No, like it's like, I can't even argue his music. It is, like, oh, it right. is, fire. it is,
1: and it's funny because last year he had a similar kind of battle with Drake, right? With, when right. Certified Lover Boy came out with Drake and his album uh, Donda, Donda, and I, I got I got Kanye's album first because right. it's like the guy is musically he's a genius. Yeah.
2: but I'm just I'm just tired of his bullshit. Like it's, like, it's like I'm just tired of that. I'm like ah, eh. but I do agree. I look, I for one, as a comedian, I don't think that there's any anything, anything that's off-topic. I don't care. I can make a joke. I I feel as if anybody anybody who's making a joke could make a joke. I don't. I I, I honestly feel now is every topic for everybody no, mm-hmm. but I feel like people are like, oh, you can't talk about that. It's too soon. I don't believe in that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I believe in. There's no too soon. I I give the example all the time to my friends are like, oh, you can't make a joke about this guy. He just died. I'm like, is he gonna be less dead in a year? <laughs> Like, I I don't understand. How is that joke going to be any different? Now, if you personally knew the person, I get it. Maybe, hey, don't do that joke to that person. But, like, if a celebrity dies, like, oh, they just died. I'm like, yeah, but they're going to be dead in a year. Why would the joke be any funny in a year? So, that's my thing about comedy. But the thing with, with Kanye is he's not a comedian. No. And he's not trying to be funny. No. So that's my whole thing is like, I, I, I don't want to censor you because I don't believe in censorship as a performer myself. But at the same time, it's like it, the shit that you're saying is just awful, awful, it, awful it, nasty I, I shit. Don't think,
1: I don't think it's even censorship. I think it's, it's again, a moral compa- compass and responsibility. Right. Right. right because right. there are some statements that you say that I think that maybe, okay, people will be like, oh shit, you know, he shouldn't have said that. Right. But then there's other statements that have like a really like big implication. Right. And especially now that... We live in such divisive times. Like, you making statements like that, you know... It's not something that people are going to be like, oh, shocked, and then two seconds later, they're going to get over it, but... So listen, I'm really glad that you you mentioned the comedy because I one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on as co-host and finally ask you (laughs) is because you are a comedian. Like you are a legit comedian. You are a professional. This is what you do for a living. Because, you know, a lot of people say they're comedians, but, you know, all they have is an Instagram. But, you
2: know, it's funny. (laughs) So I was having this conversation. I went to. So uh, with speaking of uh, the aforementioned uh, Mario Mill. He called me last Monday. He's like, "Hey, you want to go do a sh- you want to go hang out?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I didn't know we were going to an open mic. I not that I not that it would have mattered anyways, but he just said, "You want to go hang out?" I'm like, "Sure." He goes, "Let's go hang out here and he gives me an address." I'm like, "All right." And I so show up hanging out like, "Oh, we're going yeah, to eat something." Gonna, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to go hang out. And so it was an open mic, which again, not that it would have made a difference. I just didn't know. So we get there. Had a great time, by the way. But we I'm hanging out talking to other comedians and they they just started. I've been doing it 19 years. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about they've been doing it for three months, five months, six months. And I'm talking to them, and we're all hanging out, having a good time. And I asked one of the girls who had been doing it for six months, I said, do you call yourself a comedian yet? And she goes, no. I go, okay. And she goes, how do you know that? And I go, because... (laughs) And I said, because when I started, it took me a year and ten months to call myself a comedian. Mm -hmm. It took me maybe even two years where it took me... I wouldn't call myself a comedian. What do you think
1: was that made you officially feel like, okay, I'm a
2: comedian? When I consistently when I consistently was giving stage time was getting paid the the paid is the least of it but I was consistently getting stage time and I was consistently doing well on stage where it was becoming less and less surprising that I did well Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so you were know like Oh shit they Yeah laugh. yeah exactly <laughs> Oh man that actually didn't I I didn't bomb Oh okay I didn't And when you consistently Do that more so than When it becomes more surprising That it was not a good set Than when it was a good set Then I was like Oh I feel And I rem- I could recall And I was having the story On Monday Telling the story To the the new comics Coming up I said I re- could distinctively Recall my friends Introducing me Saying oh Here's my friend Neri He's a comedian And I would say Bro I'm stop I'm not a, I just not I, I've only done I've only done open mics. I'm an open micer, And I've said things like, oh, I've only been on stage 18 times. I remember counting. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where I would count on how many times I had been on stage in total. I'm mm-hmm. like, I've only been on stage 12 times. Mm-hmm. I've only been on stage 19 times. You, whereas to... I literally keep a count of how many times I've been on stage this year and it's been like mm-hmm. over 200 times already. Right. So like, it's not... like You know what I mean? Just right. to give yeah, a comparison yeah, numbers. Um, so it took me a long time for me to call myself a comedian. And there are guys who are not like that. There are guys who... They step on stage one time. They do five minutes on stage at an open mic in front of 90 people, 90 of their friends and family. And they go, I'm a comedian. And I'm, I'm a like, comedian. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, to each That's, his that's
1: own. why I asked you that because especially now with like social media, you know, you post some content, See. some reels, whatever. You know, they're funny. Right. But it's like, are you a comedian? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like so define comedian. Okay. So
2: <laughs> for, okay. And don't say, this is the way I'm going to say there was a time when viral videos were coming out and that people were doing what is not considered skits or whatever you want to call them, I don't want to...
1: The first time I ever saw Mario Romil was yeah. a viral video. The Cuban doctor. The Cuban doctor. First time I ever saw that him. That went
2: viral. That, th- th- viral wasn't even a thing. Then. Right. First time I ever saw him and I remember I shared that video and I remember my caption to the word. It said, I don't know who this guy is, but he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But this is hilarious. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, yeah. but this is fucking hilarious. Um, And I so. When I remember when those v- kind of videos started coming out and they started calling themselves comedians, in my mind, because I'm so protective of my craft, in my mind, I said, well, y- uh, you're a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. You're a comedy actor, but you're not a comedian. Mm-hmm. And then I learned throughout the years, I learned that by definition, yes, they are comedians. Comedians are uh, entertainers who entertain uh, audiences with laughter. Okay. So by definition... Okay, TikTokers and viral people—they are comedians. They're not stand-up comedians, which is what I've, what I grew up with. My generation, right? But but whatever. wouldn't
1: you say though that like, okay, okay, by definition, but you know, if you put content up. That isn't great or funny. Right. What's the worst? It's not going to get virals and not going to get views. Right. Whereas you, a performer, you go up in front of us a, of, a, an, of audience, an audience, live, live and audience. you bomb, and you yeah, you learn your lesson. You bomb, you, you, le- you learn your lesson. You yeah. know, um, it's funny we're talking about viral because this is like a total Miami thing. So you know, our listeners would appreciate. I remember one of like the most like again, it went viral before things were viral, and this was like ten years ago. It was these guys, a pair of nuts. Right, right. Hey, the the fuck me and D. Yeah,
2: Yamil. <laughs> Gayle. Oh, my La God. De los I, oh, I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> the lawyers... Had me rolling. Did you ever see the lawyers Fuck one? Me and Diaz. Yes. Call oh. our secretary Maria. Yeah. Oh my god. The Chonga Chonga chat. Yes. Chonga chat was fire, bro. I remember. Yeah. I remember. We were my wife's aunt at that time was living in Kohler, Wisconsin, which is the whitest of white people yeah. towns of all time. Translucent. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> They're literally named after the the Kohler the sinks. It, it's not even like th- that. They the sinks. The sinks. <laughs> those people founded a town. The, thing, like, the Kohler Plumbing Company. They actually have a museum. They have a Kohler museum of all toilets. And, and ha- like literally, I'm not this even is exaggerating. A, this
1: is the learn section of the show, people? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I, I was learning. I remember I was like, wait, Kohler? Like that's not a coincidence? Like, no, that's what named this fucking town was those sinks. And I'm like, the toilets. I'm like, oh, wow. And I remember showing my aunt, which is my wife's aunt. And I remember showing her. Gail And showing her Chonga chat I'm like bro And she you know Being Hispanic herself But living in White people town She was like Oh my god This is fucking hilarious yeah. Just hilarious So I mean yeah they're But they're comedians You yeah. know We
1: uh, had Yamil On the show I think our first season And he was great And we talked to him About that That I was like Dude You guys went viral Before this was yeah. Even
2: a theme He was on They were actually Featured in a split second On uh, uh, Toss.0 oh. Yeah Yeah like it was crazy. Yeah. I remember watching, and I was a huge fan of Tosh and uh, Tosh oh, and I was, remember watching the show going, "That's fucking Yamil, like, they actually yeah. have you, they, he put the gale yeah. it was on Tosh.0 oh, and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's crazy And listeners who if, if you haven't watched this, this is the most just, by the way, this does not age well. <laughs> this, if you're yeah. looking at it from the from the prism of 2022 politically yeah. correctness, some things are maybe this is not. But um, age well. look
1: up it, it a it was a it would be under a pair of nuts, right? Yeah, a pair a of nuts, nuts. But just look up Gale. Gale there's yeah. impossible that love, is more than I him. Love, I love when he he comes, get to us, and he's like un <laughs> <laughs> it was Hey,
2: pero con esa mayonesa tan aburrida, it's the best. It's the. Be- I'm telling you, and I, there's some things where I go. This is how I know, like, I, I have yet to crack the viral nut, by the way. We, I was just having this conversation with Mario on Monday because Mario is excellent at viral videos, at, at skits, at getting into character, into actors, and he dresses up and gets in wigs, and, and it's, he's phenomenal at coming up with these things. And he always, he, it, it, I wish you could have him on, he's great, he told me. He goes, man. I love picking your Actually, brain.
1: Actually, we've been wanting to have Mario on for like Mario since will, our first season. He,
2: he tells me, he goes, man. I will. He goes, I. Will, I love picking your brain about stand up because you're so. It's so natural to you. You're like you have all the answers. Where he would say, I get so like nervous, I'm like I do, like I overthink. I told him, like, you're overthinking stand up. You're overthinking the you approach, the mm-hmm. writing, or whatever. And he's like, how do you write? I'm like, uh, how do I? Like I have to stop and think about it because to me it's natural. So I don't. It's like asking a baseball pitcher. How do you throw a ball? You're yeah. like, oh, I don't know, I just throw it. I don't know how." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you release with the elbow first? You're like, I don't know. How do I? Like, how do I do that? And you yeah. start thinking like, "How do I do?" But he I'm the opposite with of Mario. So, I've sat down, literally sat down at a table and be like, "Okay, I want to write a skit. What's the skit going to be?" And I don't fuck and I can't come up with. I mean, I've sat there for hours, bro, and I'm like, "I don't know how to do it." And Mario was like, "Yeah, I thought about the skit uh 20 minutes ago and I put it up on the internet." I mean, yeah. like, what? How how do you like I don't understand how you right. so our minds are wired differently you in have that different sense? You're right But but I have yet to crack the viral the viral nut. Like I don't know how I I had one video that kinda went viral and it was the the Nika video, the one about me talking about Nicaragua, where people always mm-hmm. Every time they find out I'm from Nicaragua, they're like, "Oh!" They start yelling out Fritanga, food Yeah, Yeah. that's that's right. I remember that one. So that's it. Kind of went viral, but it didn't go viral on the level of these guys of Pair of Nuts of Mario of um, uh, Mr. Red. Like it didn't go viral on those guys' level. And I'm so I'm still trying to crack that nut. But I I love watching those guys and going like, "Man, that was fucking hilarious." Yeah. I told Mario this all the time. There are times where I'm watching a video, and Of a guy playing the role of him and his wife. And I go, man, me and my wife have had that same conversation. I could have done that skip, but I didn't. Because
1: what I think that these guys do, and well, you do it too in your stand-up, is you pick up on the idiosyncrasies, I can never say that word, of life. Idiosyncrasies. Eso mismo. Uh Um, And... you know, especially like Miami. Right. You know, uh, because here, you know, it's our culture. Right, right, right. So you you pick up on things that you don't even think about. Right, 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 right. You don't even think about. But that's the
2: thing. I don't. So Mario gave me great advice the other day. He said, "You." He's like, "You're thinking too much about the joke first.
0: Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. I bet to get thirty. thirty. get
1: thirty. get twenty. 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 get twenty. Twenty. get fifteen. 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 Just fifteen bucks a month. So
0: give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full turns at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
2: Just think about the life part and then create that joke around it. Right. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Right. So, actually, well, I think it was the other round. He said, you're thinking about, because I'm trying to like, okay, what Nika thing can I talk about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're already trying to get, your, you, he's like, just think about what's funny and then write around what's right. funny. So, I'm the other way around. But again, right. it's just, a, I always love watching these guys do these videos and me going like, man, that's super funny. Yeah. I wish I would have thought. It. Like, that's how you know, as a comedian, that's when you know something's funny when you as a comedian go fuck i wish i would have thought of that yeah yeah i wish it, that's like a good one like when
1: singers are like i wish i would have written that yeah song. i wish i would have written that
2: shit the reason
1: i actually really wanted to have you on is because you know i, I you know we talk a lot of, about a lot of things here on the show but i you know I like there's certain things that i like to talk to people that know their shit right. and obviously you being a professional comedian you are the person to talk about this you know i feel that comedy for the most part has always been sort of like a last bastion of free speech. Right. Comedians historically yeah. have gotten away with things that nobody else can get away. Right. You know, the the Carlins, right. the Pryor, Richard Pryor. And now that's something that like is a problem. Um I think Jerry Seinfeld said that he will not Perform in college campuses Correct. It's uh, Joy Behar from The View uh-huh. um, She she does a lot of uh, stand up right. She won't do college campuses right. either There's a lot of comedians That have either had to filter themselves Or they won't prefer perform In certain venues right. so, uh, or To certain people So what's, what's your take on that
2: So a couple things One, comedians have always had to fight For that last stand type of deal mm-hmm. um, Carlin got arrested for doing the eight dirty words, mm-hmm. uh, or seven dirty words, um, he got arrested for that. Lenny Bruce got arrested for performing his act in nightclubs, mm-hmm. in in jazz nightclubs because there weren't even comedy nightclubs. There weren't even comedy clubs back then. So, comedian. When people go, oh, comedians have always been able to say things that other people can't. Yeah, but we fought for that. They fought for that. I don't want to even say we because they fought for that. I guess I'm standing on the shoulders of those people who have said of Richard Pryor who said, I'm going to say the N-word and I'm going to say that and I'm not going to say the N-word but I've said this and I've said and I don't give a fuck what you do and they have at their cost of them, Richard Pryor lost out on movie roles because he refused to Mm -hmm. stop saying the N-word the way he did.
1: Right, but but, but wouldn't you say though that the difference between those, right, and now is those those things that you're talking about although very relevant those were words or, or things that were controversial that we as a society agreed like okay you shouldn't be saying right. the n word or you shouldn't be saying right. these other words this is like other level but the the thing today is that people get offended by things that like
2: yeah really? but, but go back and look at the carlin's seven dirty words mm-hmm. it's like you can't say one of them was fuck, right like that's absurd. When 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 was that? Like that was uh, man. I'm really bad with dates, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cheat and then and Google this because I want um. let me see, 730 seven words. So seven thirty words were like. Can I just first of all let me tell you the words. Ready? So, shit. Shit. Piss. Fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. You couldn't s- like those are the words you couldn't say on. TV. <laughs> well, this is getting a parental exp. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, so that's right. So these are the words, but you couldn't say shit, piss, tits. But you couldn't say
1: those not even in on like- TV. You couldn't say them. Okay, anyway. on TV. You yeah, couldn't but say not them even- in the club. You couldn't right, say them in, in the a club, club. So, in a comedy so, club.
2: Right. You could have said so that was a- that was obscene. Right. That was obscene. And so what you're talking about now is like, oh, but now it's getting ridiculous. It was ridiculous then. Okay, except that to us, to them, it was like this is absurd. You can't say piss. Like what? What are you talking about? Like right. that to us. So it just it it's modified its its way. I think now the the what's happening now is that it's reached a a a pitch of hysteria because of the social media aspect mm-hmm. because there's more people to to hear the, give the, <laughs> to give their opinions so before you didn't have an opinion about the seven dirty words if you unless you were in a nightclub right. or, or, or were on tv where one of these words were said or whatever and now it's like you don't have to be in a nightclub. You could be in in, in North Dakota mm-hmm. on a farm watching YouTube video of somebody and be like, I am offended at this. Mm-hmm. So there's different levels, but it's all based upon the same premise of like you're offended because you, I said something you don't like.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably social media because even like, like Dave Chappelle. Right. Know, he got so much shit yeah. last year. Well, he's gotten shit for a while, but last year with his Netflix special, you know, and I always like to... Put myself in in somebody else's shoes and right. understand how how that can be offensive and how maybe you feel triggered or attacked by certain things because you know we we've right, all had right. different paths and different lives but you know it, they wanted to cancel him right they wanted to cancel and Dave Chappelle so here's my you problem know? with that so is, it's like where does yeah where does you know poking fun at somebody right. or being controversial or provo- thought provoking in the name of comedy stop and where does like okay offending people right. begin so
2: i'll say this first of all i'll say this. just because i'm a stand-up comic doesn't mean that i don't believe in canceling comics because people are like oh he's a comic i'm a comic i have to stand by my brother Nah, bro that guy that that's a dirty brother i'm not i'm not i don't i'm not okay with bill cosby drugging women i'm not okay yeah, with that well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not okay with that, that didn't happen yeah. in the name of comedy yeah if he was a stick exactly you know, my point. <laughs> But to me, for example, Dave Chappelle, if he's saying words that you don't like, and he said this a thousand times, change the channel. Mm-hmm. You clicked on his special. You right. went to Netflix and clicked on his name on his face, and you clicked on that. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, change the channel. Deej, we come, you and I come from a generation where we're watching TV, and if we don't like something, we just change the channel. Mm-hmm. And to make it to the today's youth, keep scrolling. Yeah, just keep scrolling, bro. Like I don't, you don't like what you're hearing. Keep scrolling. There are a million things that I watch on Instagram, on YouTube, and on TikTok where I'm just like, I don't like this. This isn't my cut. This isn't my thing. Right. For whatever reason, whether it's too boring or it's too grotesque or whatever the thing is, there are things where I've watched where I'm like, ugh, that's too much. And just keep, but I just keep scrolling. I'm not gonna sit there and write a, a formal complaint and be like, to whom and, and, it
1: may concern. And I also think that. You know, you know when the line has been crossed. Like I remember some years ago, this was a while ago, when Michael Richards, yeah. I think it was at the Laugh Factory, he Correct. went on a tirade using yeah. the N word. Yeah. it's like it's like okay, I think we can all agree right. that that was uncalled for, right. that was not funny, no. and that was messed up. Right, right. But then there's other things that are a lot more like subjective. That okay, maybe you don't find it funny. Maybe you know it does. As you said, you know, maybe it does make you feel uncomfortable, but maybe this is not for you. It's just
2: not for you, dude. It's and just, that's okay. It's, it's that's just okay. not for you. Like, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, you're literally letting words, whether it's Carlin's seven dirty words or whatever words you want to use now, right? People use all these kinds of words to, like, oh, you're woke. They use woke as a – I love it when people use woke as a negative. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. Because that, that to me, it's the funniest thing. Is like, yeah. okay, Mr. Woke. I'm like, so you rather than be asleep? Like yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like, like, is it being woke a good thing? Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm literally showing you, <laughs> yeah. like, we were asleep, but now we're waking up to know. Oh, the N word is not a good word. Like, uh, what, would you rather go back to sleep? I don't understand. Like, I love when people use woke as a negative. Yeah. Like, as a, they use it, they they weaponize it as as a. They, they
1: weaponize it. That's a perfect word. To and, use. <laughs> and
2: I just I laugh. It. I'm like, you're weaponizing woke. That's a good th- what? That's yeah. like you're like ha. Look at you. Be alert. Okay, yeah, that's crazy um but whatever the whatever words you want to use or whatever phrases that you find offensive or whatever I, I the whole thing of of comedy is like um, what one of the best things to come and I'm not a fan of Jerry Seinfeld but one of the best things to come from this whole uh, politically correctness <laughs> is people like Jerry Seinfeld who don't curse come into the defense of the craft. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of when in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, when they had the the trials for they wanted to censor music because they wanted to because they, the, 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 when the parental advisory sticker was created, right?
1: They thank you, Tipper Gore. Yeah,
2: be, before <laughs> that, they were having they were literally pulling people into Congress. To talk about, oh, uh, Dee Snider was one of them and all these people. Do you
1: know what what, what was the song that triggered the no, parental warning? which was? So it, the parental explicit lyrics warning right. was by Tipper Gore, uh-huh. right? And it was a song by Prince from the Purple Rain soundtrack okay. called Darling Nikki. Okay. There's a line that says, I met a girl named Nikki. You could tell she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine. Oh, okay. It was that line. <laughs> then now we're like, really? Right. That That's was it.
2: That? That's it. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. The big the one who helped that cause out as far as to not get music censored, as as far as to be able to say whatever you want to say, the biggest uh um helper to that was John Denver. Mm-hmm. Who did not curse in his right. music. Because we they, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. You needed somebody who did not curse right. to be able to stand up and say, you know what I mean? It's the equivalent of like uh Missy says this all the time. The the biggest advocates that women can get in the feminism movement are men. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because as a man I always feel like this isn't my place. Like I don't I don't I have my beliefs, but I don't this is I right. feel weird standing, right. you know what I mean? But John Denver Standing up for uh, uh, dirty words and lyrics in in music was a big deal, the biggest deal. Uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld saying, I'm not doing... And Jerry Seinfeld's comedy is not controversial at all. No. So for him to say, I'm not doing colleges anymore, he's taking a step. First of all, he doesn't need to do... He doesn't (laughs) need to do anything. (laughs) But, but, uh, But the fact that he says, I don't want to do colleges anymore is the biggest thing for comics who are who do use offensive language. Well,
1: but let me ask you this, though. As a performer, because I see a lot of your work online, um, you know, and and I feel that you do a lot of your comedy, especially when you're doing like the, the cruises and all that, you kind of pick, not pick in a bad way, but you pick from the audience. Right. like, oh, you've been married. This is your right, roommate. What right, do you right. do for a living? And right. you kind of go down that hole. And, right. and you know, sometimes it's a little kind right. of uncomfortable. Of course. Do you, have you ever gotten any, like, negative feedback from people that have been like, oh, you know?
2: No. You know, it's funny. So, okay, I'm going to answer that. There's a, that's a two-parter. But uh, the short answer is the negative feedback, that the very few negative feedback that I've gotten has nothing to do with my material. Mm-hmm. I remember one lady stands out of my head. Well, she said, oh, my God, you were so funny. And I said, thank you. She goes, I didn't like the fact that you looked at your watch twice. That was very unprofessional. And that shit hit a chord with me because mm-hmm. I immediately snapped back. This was after the show. Mm-hmm. I'm here trying to sell CDs. And I said, oh, are you, a, are you a comedian? And she goes, excuse me? And I go, are you a professional comedian? Are you an entertainer, a performer? And she goes, no. I go, were you ever a performer? And she goes, no. I go, oh, so then you wouldn't know what professional is. then.
1: What the standard? Pro- what, what, oh, wow, what, that's you a wouldn't know what great, professional- Yeah, how a great, how are you
2: gonna tell me? That's a great clapback. Yeah, how are you gonna tell me a professional entertainer what it is like to be professional or what it's like to be unprofessional as an entertainer if you've never been an entertainer?
1: And I'm sure you also you just could, glanced at your yeah. watch. I'm sure you didn't stop your. Oh fingers, no, oh, exactly. You know, no, I literally
2: can... glanced, and here's and here's what they don't, what she doesn't, know. and she was like, "Well, that's not the response." and She was like offended that I came back with that, and I literally turned my body away from her. And I saw in the corner of my eye her husband grabbing her and, like, pulling her away. Like, all right, we're done here. You're we're done mov- Yeah, we're moving on. And I, I remember t- retelling the story to my wife or whatever. And I was like, what she and most people don't know is that when you work in a cruise line or when you work in a casino or when you work in a – when you're performing in venues that are not, quote, unquote, comedy clubs, they want you to stick to a time. Mm-hmm. I need you to perform no more. Than X amount of time, mm-hmm. so me looking at my watch right. to make sure that I do not go over mm-hmm. is actually the most professional thing I can right. do. Right. That was me being professional because my boss, my employer, has told me by contract, to get off off time because. And here's why they don't. Here's what most people don't understand: when you work uh, comedy clubs, I'm sorry, when you work cruise lines, when you work casinos, when you work these venues, they want to provide you entertainment, but they want you to get the entertainment and then go back on the floor and spend that money. Right. So if I'm working a casino, which this was where the story took place. If I'm working a casino, the casino wants you to do a show from eight to eight 30. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to do eight 30, eight 40, eight 50, right. because that's 20 less minutes that those 400 people, people are right. not spending exactly. money on their fucking slot machines. So they want you to like fucking entertain them and get them, get them the fuck back onto the, on, right. onto the casino floor. And she doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, "I'm. this is... Fuck you. Don't yeah. ever tell me I'm... Because unpro- yeah. if not... Like, listen. I've had so many day jobs. I've had office jobs. I've had... And I've been bad at all of them, bro. Right. The one thing that I'm not... Unprofessional <laughs> in is my it's comedy. comedy. The well, because one you're passionate about thing, it. Yeah. The one thing. If I was as professional in any of those day jobs, as I am about my stand-up, I would be a fucking VP with a <laughs> with a fucking office. With a, you know... Corner sir, office. Yeah, corner office. <laughs> so, no. So that's, that's one. And in, and two, what, the question was, do you ever get... people yeah. ever complain about me? Right. So my comedy is very... Uh, okay, so the comedy that you guys watch on the reels, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go to nary a.k.a. what was his name.com, uh, and you go to my social media, I post stand-up clips of me doing crowd work Mm -hmm. the reason i do that is Mm -hmm. very is by design i don't only do crowd work in fact the least that i do is crowd work Mm -hmm. i do crowd work if i'm doing a 30 minute set i'll do crowd work the last five minutes of the show Mm -hmm. i'm giving you 25 minutes of material Mm -hmm. and i'm going to give you five minutes of crowd work Mm -hmm. if that because Mm -hmm. sometimes audiences are not good and they don't give you there's nothing for you to work there's there's nothing for you to work with or nothing for me personally to work with or i didn't find anything Mm -hmm. so i move on but I'm gonna give you five minutes. Let's say it's a really good crowd. I'll give you seven minutes. But that's still I still gave you the first 25, right? And I only post, And I, people don't know that about me because people that have only seen me on social media. They go, "Oh yeah, you, you're the crowd work guy." I'm like, okay, but I'm not. But yeah. you, I get it because you don't because I'm not gonna post my material because I don't want you to go to the show. And then see the same material right. that you saw and be like, oh, we already fucking saw this joke. Yeah. So I do it by design. Okay. Uh, and then and then so for the so most you heard that here, people. <laughs> yeah. So and then and then for the most part, this is the reason why I'm able to get away with some of the shit that I say on stage, right? Mm-hmm. To an audience member. Cause I have gone for twenty five minutes making fun of myself, my wife, and my kids. Mm-hmm. If I make fun of you for five minutes, you all you're already you as an audience mm-hmm. member are already okay. This is kinda like pulling back the curtain as right. far as the, how the sausage gets made. If you as an audience member see somebody make fun of themselves for 25 minutes, their their wife, their kids, and that's all I do for 25 minutes yeah. is talk about me, my wife, and kids. And I make fun of myself, and you're laughing at that, and then I start talking to you. And in reality, all I'm doing is asking questions. If you yeah. look at the videos, di- dissect it. All I do is ask questions, and then I react to the answers that they it give happened me. They just happen to be hilarious. They yeah. give <laughs> me the answers. The one I posted today yeah. or yesterday was the guy telling me that he remarried the same woman twice i'm like you remarried the same woman twice. like he's giving me the if you would have just said yeah we've been married for three years i had nothing you're giving me the information man i'm not just going up so anyways so if i make fun of myself for 25 minutes and then i make fun of you for the last four or five minutes you're you're already like me because you're like oh this guy's all right he's already made fun of himself for that so no i've i've never gotten at least to my attention Mm-hmm. To my face, nobody's ever come up to me saying, like, that was wrong. You shouldn't have made that joke. You shouldn't have that. I've never gotten And you've
1: that. never felt with, like, today's day and age that you need to filter yourself in any way?
2: No. The only filtering that I do is based upon who's hiring me. Mm-hmm. And that's because um, as much as I am an artist and I believe myself to be an artist, as much as I am an artist, I am also an artist that is employed by right. somebody. So if I'm on a cruise ship and they tell me this time today... You're doing a show from eight to eight thirty, and it's a PG show. It's a right, family show, so there's no cursing. That's the only time that I have felt okay. Well, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna quote unquote censor myself, but my censoring is is understood. That I went into this un, this show understanding that mm-hmm. is that. Uh, and a lot of comics will tell you I'll, I'll never work cruise ships because they, I I don't want to have to work clean. And I go okay, but we're a product. We are entertainers. or We are artists, but we are also our own product. And if you don't want to sell your product, that's cool. I would like to sell my product. I would like... I have my own...
1: everybody has to make that compromise at one point or another. But to me, it's not a (laughs)
2: compromise. To me, it's like this is... That's what I'm saying. It's a fine tuning. So to me, it's like, okay, I want to... I want the most people to hear... And so Angela Johnson, and I know this is... She's going to be my soda. uh, The last Coca-Cola in the desert. Uh, To me... So Angela Johnson does a completely clean show. Mm-hmm. When I open for her, which I will be opening for her this weekend and next oh, nice. weekend, she requests any opener, not just me, any opener to be no cursing mm-hmm. because she doesn't want that as part of her show. Her brand is a PG brand. And I will say this, the best ma- the material that I'm proudest of has come from working with Angela and me forcing myself to not be able to do other jokes that i normally would do Mm. because i guys i i feel as if it's not clean enough for Mm. her show and it's forced myself to write and think of stories that i hadn't thought of before maybe think outside the box correct and i and i thought completely outside my comfort zone and it's the the product the product i mean i'm putting together now my next album and that hour is i'm really proud of specifically a 40 minute chunk where i talk about my heritage which i've never done on stage before mm-hmm. and i never did it until i worked with angela johnson mm-hmm. so that to me was very important because now i'm talking about my heritage i used to just say i'm from miami right i never used the word hispanic i never used the word latino i'm like i'm from miami you see me mm-hmm. you don't have i don't have to force feed you the fact that i'm latino right and now working with angela Got me last year. I started working with Angela last year, and it got me to like start talking about not just being Hispanic or Latino, but being specifically from Nicaragua. Yeah. And that material and That's how your heritage. I, and how I came and how, how I came to this country. How I was illegal when I came to this country mm-hmm. and how I got smuggled in and why I got smuggled in and all this yeah. story. Now again, things people can relate to. Most of the most some of the most personal stuff I've ever talked about on stage is I owe it to the fact that I had to come up with clean material that I had not done before. So I don't think that's a compromise. I think that's a challenge.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it's the evolution of an artist, Correct. right? right, you, right. You know, all artists, no matter what your medium is, you you evolve, you know. Well, I mean, we all evolve, but you evolve your craft. Correct. Um, and you push yourself. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, who are, who are um, as we wrap up, who are some of your favorite comedians? My favorite comedian,
2: I think, well, of all time would probably be Eddie, Mm-hmm. Of current doing stand-up is Bill Burr. I think that guy's untouchable. I think that guy... And I haven't... And I'm not one of those guys where it's like, uh, if I like you, no matter what you do... I'm gonna, You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, our friend Missy's like that, where she's like, I'm a huge fan of Mrs. Melissa McCarthy. like, yeah, but she's done some shit movies. And she Missy does. would not admit that. Missy has purchased every single one of her movies, even the bad ones. And she would not say that's a bad yeah. movie. I'm a huge fan of The Rock, but I've never watched Doom. I think fucking Baywatch was a piece of shit. Like I did, I, <laughs> so none of these movies... I didn't even have like a curse. So I think Baywatch is a piece, piece of curse. crap. Um, so I, Bill Burr had one special where I was like, oh, I'm not... I didn't like this one, yeah. right? Um, but when you're bringing out, when you're doing... When, you're, when you've done eight, nine specials and one of them isn't good and the rest of them are immaculate and they just keep getting better and better, in my opinion, they keep getting better and better, Bill Burr's I think, easily hands down the best comedian right now. Good, good. So tell our audience. Brian Regan. Oh, oh go watch Brian Regan, man. Oh, so good.
1: You know what I never got? And again, I understand that comedy is subjective. Yeah,
2: very. I never got Dane Cook. So Dane Cook was. And obviously I'm in the minority because no, no. he used to sell no, no, Madison Square No, 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 no. Like- right now, but he it's very popular to not like Dane Cook anymore. When Dane Cook became popular, when he started becoming popular, I remember I that's when I started doing stand-up 19 years ago. And I remember introducing my friends to Dane Cook. They had never heard of him. Bro, you got to check out this guy. Check out this video. He's super funny and blah, 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 and all that stuff there. Because I was the target demographic. I was the college kid. I was... I was uh, 22 right. years old. I was a college kid that liked a lot of physicality. That liked to watch him do his... And then the more I got into stand-up... And again, this is nothing against Dane. I'm just not a fan of his anymore. Not a fan of his style. I noticed his style is not really... His style is more of a... A, physical. And B, he just kind of repeats the punchline over and over again until it becomes funny. Right. So it's like Cement Truck 2000. <laughs> Eventually you CT yeah. <laughs> 2000. Cement Truck 2000. And it's yeah. like he just... you're doing is repeating the same thing just in different ways and people start laughing right yeah again not knocking i'm just saying i started noticing the pattern i go oh and i started gravitating towards people who you know what i mean when i first started doing stand-up i was very physical because that was my kind of like go-to it was a fat guy jiggling a fat guy moving (laughs) it was a fat guy on stage oh look at me i'm j and one of my jokes i remember was like oh fat guys at parties we don't dance like you may see a fat guy and you think he's dancing, but he's just shimming his way to the front. Right. and I would do and I would <laughs> do the jiggling. act out, and then literally I would write that on my notepad: act out. And right. then I started noticing after a year and a half, I started noticing all my punchlines were were in parentheses: act out, act out, act out. And then I said to myself, "Can I make people laugh without jiggling, without shimming, right. without shimming? Without can I right. make people laugh?" And then I started doing like let's just stand still. And see if this joke works without you doing the physicality, right. and then that's how I, that's how I progressed. Really, where it became my words and writing, whatever. But uh, uh, Dane, Co- I get it, man. I, I'm not a fan of Chris Rock, and this has nothing to do with Will Smith. It has nothing to do with the fact that I met Will Smith and hung out with Will, <clears throat> Will Smith. Oh wow! I had nothing to do with that. I don't think Chris Rock is a funny stand-up uh, yeah. nothing personal against him i've never met him i think his brother tony is way
1: funnier that but that's a great thing about comedy right you yeah, know that that's it's subjective. very subjective look um ish and i are always arguing i was really into some years ago like maybe you think they're crap i was really into the lonely island i've never seen their their stuff though I oh know, my gosh uh, i'm so yeah, into it And yeah. so i i have all their like i have, well i have two of their albums and ishmael thinks they're like Obnoxious, but okay. that's the great thing about comedy, it's you know. Great. It's, it's, um, you know,
2: let me ask you this. I think though. Cat Williams is obnoxious, but people love him. <laughs> I mean, not, I love, I, I love the kings of comedy. Okay, of course, I, yeah, I, love, them. Of I love them. Yeah. I love them. Um, who's do your you... favorite of the kings? Hmm. I don't know. Cedric is mine by Cedric far. The like entertainer. Is my yeah, no, no, the uh, other Cedric, yeah, Cedric. The entertainer. <laughs> You know that other Cedric yeah, I go Cedric Can you go Cedric the Entertainer like, No 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 Cedric the Accountant um, <laughs>
1: Cedric the Gardener. Let me ask you this though As we wrap up Do you think I mean Do you think that funny Is something you're born with Or is it something That you can Train yourself
2: for You could Well you're Absolute It's a natural talent That you're born with But like, like all natural talent You need to work On mm-hmm. your talent my brother is an amazing phenomenal artist He could draw he could paint he could do all that really well however, he will sit here and tell you it could be taught because you have to you have to practice and some people start off this is my brother's words he, some people start off at a at a higher starting point so meaning that he him and I when we first picked up our pencil he started off being able to naturally draw better than I would. Mm-hmm. But he's also had to put his 10,000 hours worth of work into it. Where I saw crap, where I picked up a pencil and I saw crap, I didn't want to do those 10,000 hours. So maybe I had to do 15,000 hours because I had to work 5,000 hours just to get to his starting point. Right. But you can still work on it. Funny is absolutely something. It is a natural talent that you're born with. But like any talent, you have to work on it to refine your, your that, that ability. Right. like it's a, you know what I mean it becomes that ability of like okay this is
1: which by the way we um we already have your next project we'll talk about it in depth after but it's gonna be like a side gig with you and my mom because you know my mom's name is Neri. oh so the show is called writing cards with
2: Neri squared <laughs> i love it i love it i because... i met i met a guy whose mom was named Neri and he had a tattoo on a huge tattoo on his shoulder oh, and it right. said Neri. and it was like me at like i at at like three or four years of me doing stand-up and he was at the improv and he goes look i have your name tattooed on me i was like oh and i took a picture or whatever yeah, yeah. and it was like the funniest thing yeah. i've only only met female Neri's, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I've only met... There was one time I was in traffic court, and they called Neri No Se que and they said, Mr. Neri No Se que, and I'm like, yeah. do you mean Neri Signs? And they're like, no, Neri No Se que. Mr. Neri, and I'm like, and I, I got so excited. I'm like, I'm going to get to see There's another male Neri. Didn't show up. Oh, didn't show he up. Didn't show he, up. Didn't he, didn't show up he didn't show up. I'm like, didn't show the other Neri. Yeah, no, we're,
1: it's going to be called Writing Cards with Neri because my mom, my mom's like a very conservative, very non-serious person. But she, right. uh, I'm a very serious. Right, enemy, right. But she's the one that she'll say something totally like in a serious tone, mm-hmm. but it's hilarious yeah. because it's un disparate, right? Uh-huh. And then like, for example, my mom, my mom loves the car show. And, like, she'll be like, oh, I love the new style. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you know yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I like I was telling your wife the other day. I'm like, I just want to, like, hook her up with your Neri. And, like, they could go to the car show. And, you know, you'll know how to work around if yeah, of her, course. Of you course. know, and just have a camera she, yeah. and see what happens. I, and
2: it's going to be called Riding Cars with Neri Square. My mom is like that, too. My mom is not, like, super serious. But she's definitely not where I get my, my sense of humor comes from my dad. But my mom is not super serious either. But she'll say the funniest things in natural conversation. Mm-hmm where I remember one time we were talking about Alexis Arguello. Alexis Arguello is a former world champion boxer. He was born in Nicaragua. He is like the Mm -hmm. most famous Nicaraguan person of all time, right? Um, He later on in life became a mayor of Nicaragua, Mm -hmm. and then he was uh, murdered. He was shot, right? And I remember saying this to my mom like oh yeah he died and my mom was like he died oh yeah and my mom was like oh yeah he died of natural causes and i was like natural causes mom he got shot Mm -hmm. and my mom never being one to be wrong Mm -hmm. goes of course if you get shot it's only natural that you die <laughs> and, and I could not stop laughing at that. I was well, like, she's not That's wrong. Like, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Like, this is hilarious. I'm like, And then I, so I'm laughing. My brother's laughing. And my mom's like, What's so funny? Like, she doesn't understand right, what's so funny. Right. And I'm she's like, like oh, right. yeah.
1: My mom it, speaks her thoughts. Right. So she doesn't have a filter for her, like her dumb comments. No, no, no. So my mom would be the type that, like you know, um this is like one of her greatest hits. Like, I bought some shoes, you know, and I took out a shoe from mm-hmm. the the bag right. and I go look mom look at the shoe I bought it she's like oh my god I love it it's so nice did you get the other one <laughs> <laughs> or like you know I'll it's never fantastic. forget that one time um my dad back in the day my dad's boss came to the house for dinner and the, our dog was like all over my dad's boss's wife, and my mom's like, ah, mira, es que ella sabe que tú tienes pesta perro porque tienes perro en la casa, wow. so ella lo sabe, which you know she meant to say I, that dogs can pick up on no, that, no, it, right? But no, just then I'm like, "Mom."
2: <laughs> Never change. Never change, <laughs> Mom. You're beautiful. So You're amazing. So she
1: says those things that it's like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, writing cards with uh, Neri Square. We're going to work out the details later. So, okay. anyway, wait, we reached our uh, final soda time. And um, we I want to give out, a, like, a little shout-out this week to something that just that I saw, you know, and we... Here with the final sodas, um, we always like to. Well, sometimes, sometimes they're gasless sodas, <laughs> and they uh, they're shit. Um, but I want to give a little shout out this year to um, there. Somebody passed away this year. Um, he, Jim Redmond. So in 1992, in the Barcelona Olympics, and you, you know, listeners, you could look this up in. Uh, in uh, YouTube, there was a, a runner for the United States, uh, Derek Ridman, who, when he was finishing oh, yeah. the uh, the uh, 400 meter final or semi final um, at the Olympics, uh, some, I, I think he tore something. Yeah, he tore something. And he was limping. And his dad. He actually.
2: Uh, stopped the
1: run he actually stopped running and his dad came and his dad can and, and jump the fence yes and their security was trying to hold him yeah and um i'm glad you've seen the video yeah, so it's like you know what no, i'm talking that's the about most the, the, his dad um came and I,
2: I mean listeners like look it up and helped him finish he literally picked up his son yeah put his arm over his shoulder and he and he f- had him finish the race with his dad yeah and he's in Crying. This is a grown man crying, both of physical pain because when you blow out your your your, your hamstring is, is but also because it's a dream, it's a his Olympic dream come to an end, and his dad is like, "You're gonna finish this race."
1: Yeah, it's it's beautiful, a remarkable video, and the guy passed away this week. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to that because it's one of those like, you know. newsworthy or things that happen that sort of remind you of the you know the humanity and people uh, that we nowadays need to do so that's my last soda so you said you knew you were going to give your last soda to
2: yeah angela johnson is uh my last soda because uh i'm so like i get emotional thinking about what she type a person that she is mm-hmm. right because she's she's a professor comedian and she, most of you guys know her from doing bon Cui Cui and doing the nail salon mm-hmm. lady and doing whatever but she is so genuine as a human being mm-hmm. like she I worked with her last year and she told me Neri, that's hilarious you should and then she would watch my set and then give me like comics. We do this all the time when we watch each other set, and we're like, "Oh man!" And then we start giving each other punchlines, or what well, we call each other tags. Like, "Hey, here, tag it with this," and do blah 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 blah. And Angela did. And Angela's a fucking rock star, mm-hmm. man. Like, like her people are like, she did a show in Miami that she had to cancel, and she and she rescheduled six months later, and people came to that show, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, I had tickets. I bought. I I live in Seattle, and I bought tickets wow. to go to Miami. I live in." nebraska and i can't take it to miami and then when she canceled because she canceled the week of she goes i had i then they did it again six months later so she has rabid fans right, are yeah. amazing oh, fan yeah, if you're base. willing to come yeah Seattle amazing to miami. mind you i i did a show in miami and i have friends in forlardo we go like, oh, bro let me know when you're in let me know when you're in forlardo. so imagínate so so she has she's a rock star in the comedy community she is on tour right now doing theaters with thousands of people and then she's selling out all over right but the fact that she's able the fact that she watches her openers, not to be critical, not to be judgmental, not to be but to help, to be like, Oh or not even to be like I'm better than you. It's to be like, Oh my God, I'm a comic, you're a comic, right. we're friends, we're right. we're a brotherhood, we're a fraternity, feed we're off each other. We're off feed off each other. And her genuine interest in wanting to help people and wanting to help she was like, Hey, what so I worked last time I worked with her was in January in Miami and she goes, Hey, I'm doing a tour later this year. Let me know your availability. Yeah. And I sent her my dates. And then she was like, well, do you want to go on tour with me on October 7th, October 8th, October 10th, October 11th? And she just sent me this thing. And I was like, absolutely. And when I say on tour, like this is, I've never, like, I've never, aside from the cruise lines, right? Because that's, the, that's a, a gig. I've never had a, another another headliner mm-hmm. say to me, hey, I want you to come open for me. I'm going to pay for everything. You take you got you're not yeah. worrying about anything and i've had other comics that i'm friends with and i'm really good friends with help me out and be like hey you want to come work for me you pay for your own for, you pay for your own airline and you pay for your own hotel but i'll get you to open for me and then i sell my t-shirts and stuff like that whatever but angela's been like other level man like it just the the niceness of this woman is is amazing to me so i i appreciate her and being somebody who's done comedy now for 19 years that that i could i promise you those people, individuals, are few and far in between. Right. Like that they're not... Right. Yeah, like, she already, quote, unquote, made it. She right. doesn't need to help... Other people. Other but, comics. But here she is. But here she is. And That's it's not awesome. just me. It's like, so the reason I didn't get the entire the entire tour is because she's helping four or five the comics. Right.
1: She's giving them a shot. She's
2: giving them opening her platform. Yeah, a, a, yeah. Platform is and is so, you know that's awesome. I, I love her. Congrats man. for she's you. Fantastic. You know, yeah, That's you. awesome. That's awesome. That's so
1: I'll be in South Carolina. To... Well actually but, I was going to tell you, plug in. Tell us where we could find you, your Instagram, give us all that. Give so us all my social Nary, media my social media,
2: everything is at Nary Signs. Nobody remembers how to spell that. So if you go to what was his name <laughs> From that's my actual website. From that, you could go to all my social media. I'm trying to grow my Instagram specifically because I feel like that's my strong suit. I'm not. I have a TikTok, but I just posting. I post my. I repost my reels <laughs> onto yeah. Instagram, onto TikTok, and and uh, anybody who's ever seen any one of my shows knows that I uh, I'm not good on Twitter because I need more than 300 characters. <laughs> uh, and um, but I post here and there, whatever. Uh, so it, my Instagram is what I'm trying to grow. Uh, I'm be on tour the day that this comes out. Friday? Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah. tomorrow. So tomorrow I'll be in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. I'll be in Charlotte, uh, So, dude, we're Carolina. talking to you the day before you go to. The day before? A few we're, hours we're before. On, well, a uh, few hours now before. Now we're honored. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, Charleston, South Carolina tomorrow or today, day of, uh, Friday the 7th. Then uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, the 8th. Then uh the following week I'm gonna be in Atlanta, Georgia. Then I'm gonna be in uh Nebraska and then I forget where else. But yeah, it's just uh, I'm awesome. Very, I'm very happy about what's happening right awesome. now. Awesome, yeah. awesome, good for you. Thank you. Well, oh, you
1: deserve it. You've been doing this for a while and you yeah. know you're you're good. Yeah, you've been doing this for a while. You so know, I've I, I've you've actually paid your dues. This
2: is how great Angela is. I've actually had headliners and I won't mention names because this doesn't matter, but I've actually had headliners go, You're too funny, I can't take you with me. Oh, world. I've you're actually a had that, yeah. Where I never understood that promise, because to me, iron sharpens iron. Right. To me, if I want to be better, I play with, like, Michael Jordan used to invite the best players in the offseason. He used to invite the best players in the NBA to go practice with Mm -hmm. him, to go play with him, because that's how you get better. Right. Right but some comics are and like, I think mm-hmm.
1: people will probably think of, of the show as a totality because Correct. if they cracked up with you Correct. and then they laughed with the headliner Correct. you know it's like they're gonna like the right. whole show it's, whereas if you s- bombed it's like oh you right. know that opener you know, and, I, and I
2: loved the fact that Angela was like you're hilarious what are you doing this summer or whatever oh, that's awesome, like, that's, like, awesome. That she, like, that that's how great she is that she doesn't feel threatened there's right. no like there's right. no competition it's like we are a brotherhood we are a community let's, let's nice. go up together nice good good
1: good so oye thank you so much I pre- thank C- you bro. congratulations I you. on on the weight loss congratulations you. on your career i'm not done yet um, well, you know it's it's it's, uh, it's a process it's a progress yeah. it's a work in progress um anyway also with your podcast remember that pero let me tell you is part of the geek bro network yep. and Nery does i don't know i don't even know how many podcasts so look i have
2: <laughs> so i have what's up bro which is the original i've been doing that for over 10 years 11 years now coming up on then i have uh the Mount geek more podcast we've been doing that for five years we took most of this year off, but we'll be back. Uh, then we have KickFlix, which is a martial arts movie podcast, and now I'm about to launch. Mm-hmm. I'm about to launch uh, Movie Bros uh, podcast which is us reviewing any and all type of movies, but that's still going to be under the Woo Bro umbrella. So if you, if you want to listen to those mm-hmm. episodes, they're going to be under What's Up Bro. So okay. check, check that out. Everything's on the website. Yeah, everything's on the website. What yeah, was, on name? Website.
1: What, what so, was anyway, oh name? Yeah, so thank you again for joining us. Thank you for and, um, having me, bro. Uh, me. Everybody, you know, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your paterito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And, and your queso frito. You for, and your queso frito. Bro, you can queso frito. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great weekend. Gracias. Okay, bye.
0: Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, Produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael
1: Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Hi, I'm Eddie. And I'm Megan. And we are the hosts of Kill the Bottle podcast, where guess what we do? We kill bottles. We talk to guests. We talk about food, wine, travel, amazing guests, like country singer Martina McBride. Director Paul Feig. Ooh, that's right, Paul Feig. Broken Shaker co-founder Gabe Orta. Comedian Brad Williams. Enrico Suave. Gerardo Mejia. Do not forget Craig Kilborn. I can never forget Craig Kilborn because you have the biggest crush on Craig Kilborn, Megan. And if you want to find Me out too. how badly she has it, please
1: listen to the episode of Craig Kilborn. We even have creators of TV shows like Dave Knoll, who created
0: Chopped. What am my doing? Richard Blaze. He Hello. Sh- he was chef. He's been Blaise. on a million shows. And his wavy hair. So if you want all of these, come on over to Kill the Bottle Podcast. Rate, review, wherever you get your freshly squeezed podcast.